1: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring, by no coincidence, Ramon. He's down there in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports here in downtown Pittsburgh. And,
0: Ramon, what is that? You know what? It's (laughs) almost 80 degrees here in Uh, Tennessee sometimes. So I might as well throw on some sunglasses since the weather's acting up like this, right? You know what? I might as well come down to see you over the weekend.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait. In fact... I am oh, yeah. the, the yeah, penguins yeah. are playing the predators uh in uh, right there on Broadway in Nashville early next week we'll be heading down Sunday night looking forward to it hopefully we can hook up we'll do one of these things like you know in yeah. person you know somewhere somehow somehow we'll figure it out we'll figure it out i had something i wanted to run past you and i've never asked you about this before
0: Oh, well, you know my primary job was to block you, DK, so are you allowing? <laughs> is this, you see my analogy of the it run is, pass? very yeah, good, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an old dad joke right there. Something,
1: <laughs> something about the day job, yeah. Uh, the, those goofy Great Gazoo helmets mm-hmm. that were worn uh, through practices at parts of the year uh, all through the preseason training camp they apparently had an effect Hmm. in the sense that concussions were down 52% over the previous three-year average. That is not nothing. There's, There's a lot going on there. And the first thing that I wanted to ask you is to what extent your head was making impact on a consistent basis in
0: those settings? Like, is it just not a big deal? Is it all so controlled? I think more. Great question, first and foremost, DK. I think more uh, More attention should have been brought to practice settings as opposed to game settings. Um, and practice, you get guys overly trying to prove themselves because that's where you work your way up. Um, you have coaches that want to see certain things where – tight ends versus D ends every day after practice is a thing. And I'm not blaming the process. I'm blaming the, the, uh, the, the advancement in technology, meaning helmets, shoulder pads, mm-hmm. shoes, cleats, and stuff like that. When it comes down to doing the job, the day-to-day banging of football practices is not talked about enough. We speak about the game because that's what the fans see. Right. Mm-hmm. But, Those pops in practice the entire times in which you got to go hard. That's one thing when guys get an opportunity to get a day off. One, you feel bad about having that day off, DK, because why? That's the day you feel like you're missing on getting better and somebody's going to take your job. The other portion of it is – is you don't want to take days off because it's it's the idea that you're you're gonna get better and you gotta make sure you're getting those thing those those practices in. That's more bothersome to guys, man. And the emphasis on your day to day is way higher than anything you're gonna see in the game. The only difference in the game is you get an opportunity to go full speed. You get an opportunity to cut, tackle, hit people, um, and bring them to the ground. You know, like I know camp. It's hell, man. Let's just be completely honest. Yeah, about I think that there, I
1: think one thing I want to make sure we're, we're drawing a clear line here. When people think of practices, I think they think of the, the midweek practices on the south side, in which there's not a lot of, you know, there's there's a there's a there's a, there's a fair amount of walkthrough and so forth. In Latrobe, it's different. It is because people are battling for jobs. They're battling for livelihoods.
0: Yes, of, yes,
1: and they can do it at your expense.
0: Like I had this conversation, like, and I've had this numerous times happen. People wonder why you get upset with. Um, guys going, air quotation marks, too hard in practice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because, one, it doesn't equate to the game. And practice is most of the time measured by what you should be doing in the game. So I don't need game reps. I need game speed. Mm -hmm. I don't need game reps. And to your point about why you put those bubbles on your head now, it's necessary because that impact happens. Let's go, what are practices during the week? And camp, they're over two hours. Well, they can be right at two hours. Yes. And in those two hours, certain positions don't get a playoff. In those two hours, meaning O-line versus D-line, you're usually going to be hitting somebody or banging up against somebody. I'll be up front and tell you. That's one of the main things I got on BJ Finney about when when he was my practice partner. I'm like, BJ, stop leading with your daggone helmet. I don't need the head (laughs) trauma and practice stop. And he had this natural bull ram type of method in which Mm -hmm. he uh, approached the plays. I look at even the wide receiver versus DBs when they got to go one-on-ones DK. Mm-hmm. They look like two rams in a while. Am I lying? Oh, no. They're two yards apart, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they make contact, even though they're sinking their hips, is the head going back. So those bubbles or those black bubbles on their helmet was necessary to continue uh, the health of some of these guys. That extends the careers of some of these players, too. And that's mm-hmm. what that extra safety. Although they look like oversized space helmets, I appreciate it, man. I really do, DK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, have you ever
1: had the opportunity to either touch one of those
0: things or it, it, it came after you? I did not. I didn't have that uh, that opportunity. I think some teams are doing it, and I know for a fact colleges were doing it, too. And some guys like, well, of course, it's a little heavy. No, nah, screw that, man. That's, that's going to lend to you having maybe those practices with those bubble helmets on leads to one more extra year in the league or leads mm-hmm. to not having that type of trauma applied to your head like that. And I'll say this, too. The, the, the helmet companies have gotten a whole lot better in their technology, too. I, upstairs in my man cave, have a helmet that was specifically designed for my head, my shape, the mold of mine, and it has my autograph in it. We didn't get that early on. You just distributed a helmet that you thought fit you. No, mine is custom made for my head. And I thought that was by far one of the coolest things wait. ever.
1: Wait, 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 By the team? By the team. And that ain't cheap. Oh, and, yeah. okay. That, yeah. I yeah. I hadn't known about that. That's interesting. No. So, so because if you think about what the nature of concussions is, it's the brain moving. That's what you hear yeah. from everybody. Okay? Mm-hmm. You don't want the brain to move around in there. Okay? No. It's not it's not bruising, it's not punching, it's 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 brain moving
0: like so jello. The,
1: the tighter that your helmet is, you know, theoretically, yeah. everything just kind of stays a little bit more stable. How many different helmets did you have over 11 years?
0: Over 11 years, uh, one Two and then my and then my custom three, my custom made one was was my last one for I had about four years. Did you have a practice versus a game helmet? No, they were all the same. Uh, okay. They that the one wasn't different from the other because they're supposed to be able to sustain uh, that that contact through the way it made. But I like in mine, I had like a frontal cushion that gave away to the comp uh, compact. I mean the impact mm-hmm. and everything that came along with it too. And it also, it's not just that; it's having a strong neck. You see my shoulders right now way smaller than they have been in years past because, like, I'm not working my neck. That's a huge crucial part of you know trying to stop concussions. Too is oh, those
1: neck support neck muscles. Yeah, yeah. Because again, you're minimizing movement. Yes. You know, and if you have the tree trunk neck, okay, you <laughs> yeah. still kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing isn't gonna you know your your head is gonna have more support, more stability to it. Yes. Um, would you be in favor of seeing these silly things? I'm talking yes. silly in terms of appearance. Appearance.
0: 100%. In games?
1: In games? In, in games. In games. Oh, look at you. I knew you were going to do that. That's so shallow nah, and so superficial. You're worried about that. how they look. You, I, I, I just wanted to do this whole segment just to reach this point. <laughs> because that's what you guys are. You're like, oh, yeah. Safety this. Safety that. And there, <laughs> the moment it
0: comes <laughs> to not looking cool, we're out. But what what did we say? We play the game for free. It's the practices that we got to get through, DK. So, yeah, the game is for free. (laughs) You look at you boxing me in a corner. I just, the
1: whole segment was a trap so that Ramon could tell you at the end, oh, wait a second, not on Sundays. Not on Sundays. We got to look good. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, the shamefully exposed Ramon Foster Show, We're going to be talking about the Steelers' new inside linebackers coach.
0: And welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. Yes, this is me bringing you back this time. Since I got walked in the corner, I actually sent DK to a corner. Like, nobody puts Moan in a corner, okay? But but no. I'm wearing
1: the cone of shame.
0: (laughs) Shame. Well, I had my uh, youngest go bring me my helmet up. This is actually the next to last helmet that I have. Also, people that always got jokes on the Steelers DK, and I know you can give a little history to this too. Mm -hmm. There's only one emblem Mm -hmm. on this helmet. I didn't take one off, trade it with anybody. It's this side, the right side has the emblem. The left side, not so much. And Mm -hmm. this right here, for the time, I got this probably the latter part, this style of helmet, the latter part of my uh, college years, and some of my NFL career too. this one, I think, was the Rydell evolution a revolution. The inside has a bubble like every player got one that looked exactly like this. That's the one that I had. This is super heavy. Um, there's also air bubbles where you can pump it up on the inside. So they try to, as you said, DK, cushion it as much as they possibly could. There's an air hole right there. And that's also the helmet from the Super Bowl. Also, the sticker is still on there.
1: And for anybody who's wondering, the reason that there is a logo only on one side of the helmet, and this goes way back to the 1930s and the advent of the team, was that the, the team wasn't really sure whether they wanted the logo and how it would look on an old gold helmet. So the equipment manager, Jack Hart, was told to just put it on one side, just put it on the right side, and don't go any further than that. That came... Uh, that goes back a long way it was a, it was a decision that was actually made by that equipment manager Jack Hart yes. crazy yes, right and crazy. it holds to this day and if you go to NFL uh like stadiums or properties uh a- any sort of licensing or whatever and this is done respectfully by other teams mm-hmm. in the National Football League when you see literature that'll say Steelers versus Ravens and you'll see the helmets facing each other yeah you if the Steelers helmet is facing the direction you just showed there, the other way, there's no logo. Yeah. Like every team, all of, all of the other 31 NFL teams will, will acknowledge that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I hate it for guys that play before me too, DK, because I'm looking at the construction of this, right? And, mm-hmm. of course, there's padding. This is a hard plastic, the black part. But this face mask is made of metal wrapped in hard plastic also so it, when, when you see guys say i broke a helmet like to really contextualize how hard guys run into one another like it really brings it to perspective on what is actually going on on those football fields wow Say that again. It was metal wrapped in plastic. This is a hard metal, the face mask side of it, wrapped in hard plastic. Like, there are chips in this from where I've gone toe-to-toe with some people and stuff like that. But, yeah, and also another pro tip when it comes to the Steelers, the numbers on the front only happen when, DK? Oh, I don't know that. In camp, nobody has numbers on the front of their helmets oh after you make games. the teams oh. you get the helmet you get how the did numbers i not know front. that after you a didn't lifetime know that of covering the team no N- nobody that's really cool nobody in camp has numbers on the front you get your numbers when you make the team huh that's neat i wonder if that's unique to pittsburgh uh i know i know that's all we've ever done huh i that's know i've yeah
1: that's really, really interesting. We were going to talk about the inside the new inside linebackers coach. We can give him a couple minutes, Moan. There's nothing wrong with that. Aaron yeah. Curry was hired. He comes to Pittsburgh from the Seahawks. He was there for four seasons as an assistant defensive line, defensive ends coach. He comes here to do inside linebackers, and as soon as you heard his name today, You had the same reaction almost everyone else did, right?
0: Yeah, I did. I was like, is that the guy for my job? I was thinking that, yeah. It is. Yeah. But you know what? A guy like himself, he's labeled, if you hadn't known, didn't know, and I'm sure he don't care about it himself because back in the old CBA, if you went fifth overall, DK, what made the vets mad? The amount of money.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he made cash. He was a... looking back here through this this uh, this this press release he was he was taken by the Seahawks first mm-hmm. round 2009 fourth overall he ended up playing in only 35 games with wow. the Seahawks 13 with the Raiders and that was that it didn't work out for him he was a stud at Wake Forest mm-hmm. and then not at all in the National Football League but you know what Moan you can even tell from checking out his social media and everything that he's got this real spirit to him this real life to him yeah. Um, he's extremely excited about this opportunity. Actually, he kind of announced it himself yeah. over the weekend, preempting the Steelers. Yeah, and if you look at who coaches are, the more successful coaches, who are they? Former players.
0: Former players who? Oh, but who didn't play a whole lot. DK. That's it. So, so,
1: who didn't make it where they wanted to, including including Mike Tomlin.
0: That's what I was going to yeah. say, including him. This is what I take from this guy, not knowing him personally at all. We're actually same recruiting class and draft class too. Uh, when we came out, I remember him at Wake Forest. By the way, Wake Forest is a very high in, high educational institution, so it says a lot about him, him being a cerebral type of guy. But it also says a lot about his career in order for him to get back into coaching to DK. Like, guys like him or guys who are overly passionate about it that work their ways up the same way that he did, Mm -hmm. they understand, and they don't want guys to do the same things or make the same mistakes that they did. You also get a younger guy. If we're the same age, he's 37, maybe 38 at the oldest, man. Um, You get a guy that, that can relate to what the athlete is these days, but you also get a guy that understand he had all the potential in the world and did not maximize it. So it's his now opportunity, the same as Coach Tomlin does, to give back or teach up this group of linebackers in the way that's probably more modern to what the the Steelers need, honestly, DK.
1: I have a feeling he's gonna be coaching a group of inside linebackers who weren't in Pittsburgh for the most part. You I mean yeah. unless if they can keep Spillane, which they probably will, you know how much they love him. Yeah. Uh Miles Jack is owed a ton of money. Maybe there's something that they can work out there. Yeah. And keep Jack, but Devin Bush won't be back
0: it's going to be tough to make that argument, man. Although, of course, you say at worst he'll get a one-year deal from the Steelers if nothing else knocks for him. Uh, but, yeah, gone. that's he's that's gone. the point right there. Yeah. Um. To, to me, when you hire a young guy like uh, like Aaron Curry, mm-hmm. I look at him and kind of say to myself, what you hope is this. You get a brilliant mind on the defensive side of the ball to know how to coach guys up. The same way, DK, as you got out of a D'Amico Ryan's who's now head coach with the Houston Texans, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for out of this group, but not just that. Hopefully he understands being in uh, Seattle with their all-pro linebacker, too, that they've had for years, DK. Or he's now with uh, the Rams, uh, uh, not Baldwin, goodness gracious. Uh, I'll give you a name here in a second, uh, DK. But the way I look at it is, is I kind of say to myself, you got to be able to coach guys up. At a very, very high rate when it comes down to today's NFL, and not just that, but the way they go about their business too. And he's close enough age-wise where he should be able to relate to those guys. Seattle's all-pro linebacker i was speaking of was Bobby Wagner when he oh, was there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah I should have,
1: ju- I should have, I should have jumped in with that one myself. All good. Uh, I, I, I just see this as an opportunity for the Steelers to hit a great big reset button at the position at which they are. The weakest.
0: And and this too, DK, at a position that commands all the respect Mm. historically inside of that building. That's why Aaron Curry was so excited, I'm sure, to be coaching that
1: group, DK. Oh, I'm sure he's thinking of Jack Lambert. You know, actually, if they can find Jack Lambert, I'd take him for the 2023 season. (laughs) When we come back, the only segment that matters. That's a. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. And that's brought to you always by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app so that it's crafted for what they call crave-ability. Order your favorite at Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Today's entry comes from Matt Powell, and he says, in reference to yesterday's show, Hey, Moan! I'm a middle child, too. I'm the person who's trying to tell jokes in awkward situations and make everyone happy. <laughs> yeah I, I'm not a middle uh, I, I have a younger brother and and that was the end of that story. but <laughs> that's uh that's something I guess you can relate to, right I from the, can- your reaction.
0: Yep. Yep. 100, 100%, 100%, man. That's it's unique in how those breakdowns that if you hadn't looked it up, DK, if you ever have any spare time, man, look at the dynamics of parents, children, from first child, the super responsible, usually more quiet, buttoned up. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. To the second child, to the third, to the fourth, man, it really lines up so much. And I actually had to look at it for understanding of myself, like why am I this way? Sometimes, like my <laughs> my, my over eagerness to to make people be in good spirits. Well, that's because when you're behind the oldest, even if you're close in age, like you still have that longing of what's my acceptance? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And everybody deals with something like that, and it naturally most second kids that I know are like that dk and there's no knock on anybody it's just how the household kind of allows itself was your brother like that at all yeah
1: and i can't stand it to this day he was always (laughs) the angel always the good guy always trying to make the peace and i'm like hang on i'm not seeking peace in this particular situation okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and it happens to this day and i'm like no, man, just 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 let me be the the thing that I am, okay? Yeah. We don't always have to get along, it's, it's, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's a, it's a very different dynamic. I'm wondering how that played out for you in terms of uh, sports and competition that's, and so forth.
0: You read my mind. Look, mm-hmm. you're not my older brother, man, okay? Because I'd be <laughs> second to you. But to me, that's great because I was going there before you even said that, DK. Uh, but in terms of sports. Everything that my older brother did, I wanted to do, and I wanted to do it better. That was like the underlying competitiveness of it, too. It's like, oh, he did it? Well, I guess I get a chance to do it, and I'm going to do it this way. But it's also, I fought playing football for a while, too, just so you know. I wanted to be the next basketball player. I wanted to be the next Shaq because my brother was playing football at the time before I was in high school, and I was like, so what? He doing his thing, I'm going to do mine. And I was so – I'm talking about centered on basketball. It didn't make any sense. Like, all the AAU tournaments, all everything, because I wanted my thing until I realized, look, okay, we both can kind of do this, and you go do your thing, and I'll do mine. But even still, DK, I would be in positions, man, and that competitive – I just had this conversation with my boys about, like, it's okay to have competitive competition within family or teammates and stuff as long as it's healthy, you know? And and that's where I was. Um, he would be faster than me. Speed has never been my thing. So you know what I did? I'm a lift the house. I'm I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead lifting, squatting, benching, everything. Like he was fast. I was always strong, and it kind of held all the way through our careers too. And then whenever he left, I won't front a portion of me was like, yes, it's my high school now. <laughs> 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 I'm big man. Okay, again. Healthy competitions are good for all people. I didn't diss him or knock him because of the things that he did. Heck, he was the first one in our school in over like 20 years to get a Division One scholarship. Soon as he got his DK, I'm rubbing my hands. I can't wait to get mine. You know, and then it wasn't the fact that he went to Louisville and they won a whole lot of games. But my mindset was, I want to go to the SEC. You see what I'm saying?
1: I do. I also know that earlier – earlier in the recording of this particular program that a certain young man named miles who came up and brought you that helmet looked like he had a significant case of podcast envy he was you didn't even see this i saw him behind you he was closing the door like this and trying to see behind the magic curtain what's going on in there like this it was tremendous
0: that's my boy man you
1: should and, you should have him co-host one of these days kick me out it'd be awesome
0: you know what he actually would because we we have in-depth conversations even as young as he is at 10 mm-hmm. and my oldest too man there's and i i've learned just because they're raised in the same household by the same parents in the mm-hmm. same environment guess what dk the same mm-hmm. as your son and daughter they will not be the same or act the same oh no 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 i was wrong
1: no that's uh that is that is most definitely the case let them let just all you do is you show them a safe way to approach this that whatever and uh and be the guide be the helping hand but otherwise get out of the way
0: yeah hey the idiot here is learning that one okay (laughs) (laughs) let's
1: do it again tomorrow mode
0: no doubt